Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area's sports station. 95.7. The game. It is Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7. The game presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Chris Townsend alongside Matt Steinmetz after the Warriors get the victory on the road. 111-107. to And the thing the Warriors keep alive is that chance, that magical number, and it is, 60 wins in a season. They still have that shot as we got four games left. If the Warriors can win three out of four, because there's only been one other team to win 60 in four straight years, that was the Showtime Lakers, still a team we consider one of the greatest to have ever played. That is a huge milestone, as we know they're going to be the number two seed. If they can get to 60, that's incredible. I mean, it would be clearly historic, and I don't, I don't think that's what's on their minds right now. But I do think that if they play well, it'll just be a byproduct of playing well. But I think I think tonight's game was I don't want to say the biggest of the year, but it was a it was a big game for the Warriors. It's a really nice win. They're on the road. They're without Curry and other players. They're playing a team that they may end up facing in the first round or second round of the playoffs. And they they won it in a way that was different. They got contributions out of Damian Jones. We haven't seen him play hardly at all in his Warrior career. And as great as Quinn Cook has been for the Warriors since he's joined the team, in a way, tonight's game was every bit as impressive as the night he scored 30. He had 12 points tonight, but he looked like he he belonged. And the game had consequences. And, you know, he has 12 points, 6 assists, no turnovers. I mean, that's that's a nice, nice game for a player like him in this situation. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. What did this game mean to you as a Warriors fan? You just heard Matt talk about it. This was big for them because you're regrouping. You're getting the band back together. The band's not going to be fully healthy when you go on the, on the tour, right? You're going to be missing uh, your lead singer. But the band's still going on tour, and you're getting the band back together. So 888-957-9570, cause this was one where you you would have thought Oklahoma City is licking their chops, right? Other teams have been lip, licking their chops lately against the Warriors. But this was a one that, you know what? You go out there and put it on the Golden State Warriors tonight. That just gives you confidence heading into the postseason. But as you mentioned, you got a guy like Quinn Cook, and I think you hit the nail on the head here about Cook. And we want to hear from you at 888 This game was a game that didn't mean something, and he showed that this isn't just the cute G League guy coming up and and scoring some points. you got to hold your own against some of the best players in the NBA when you're taking on Oklahoma City in Oklahoma City. Yeah, and tonight's game, I, I guess, is a catch-22. 
by beating the Thunder, they're going to fall in the standings, which means they could drop towards seven, or they will drop towards seven. So in theory, it becomes more possible that the Warriors could play Oklahoma City in the first round. Okay, they play Oklahoma City in the first round. They just prove they can go on the road without Steph Curry into Oklahoma City, without Andre Iguodala, without Livingston, without McCaw, and win. So to me, they accomplished everything they needed to accomplish. If they lose tonight, here's the worst-case scenario. If Oklahoma City would have won tonight, and then Oklahoma City loses three out of their last four to end the season, and they end up seven. Now you got to play Oklahoma City if you're the Warriors without Steph Curry, knowing this team's beat you three out of four in the regular season. That, to me, is shades of we believe, to tell you the truth, only working the other way. This way, the Warriors go down there, they win the game, and now it's like if Oklahoma City slips to seven, so what? The Warriors have shown they can beat them down there without their full team. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. It's got to give you, and you tell me, fans, a little confidence. I mean, you always, you, you've always had the confidence. But does it give you just a, a little extra confidence when you, when you actually see it? Because it's one thing to always talk about it. Hey, everything's going to be fine with all these injuries. But tonight, you got that sense. It's time to hear from you, the fans. Brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it nations. Gene and Oakland lead us off tonight here after the Warriors beat Oklahoma City 111 to 107 on Warriors wrap up. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, this this was really very reassuring because this is the kind of team we're going to face in the first round without Curry. Hopefully, a few of these other uh, rotation players back. So we show we can beat them, and they needed this game badly. Uh, on, on their home court, I mean, I feel a whole lot better that we're going to get through that first round just fine because this is a, this is a team that's comparable probably to any of the teams that we're going to we're going to face, unless of course uh, we face San Antonio uh, with Kawhi Leonard back or even Minnesota with Butler. But but I do want to say one thing: I don't understand why uh, Quinn Cook hasn't been signed yet, and I think they're making a mistake uh, delaying this any longer. Uh, this kid has proven himself. He proved himself before tonight, and if he hasn't, you know, nailed it, uh, you know, a contract after tonight, I, I don't know what it's going to take. And well, you the know, kid what? has to be frustrated. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, there's there is a reason. Uh, it he still has enough time on his two-way contract where they can keep him till the rest of the for the rest of the regular season. When the regular season's over, that's when they need to make a decision. So theoretically, if he were to get hurt next game they wouldn't be on the hook for his his pro salary is what i'm they if they want to if they want him to be on the playoff roster he he'll be on the playoff roster they don't have steve kerr just doesn't want to have to deal with making that decision until the regular season's over i just think it would take pressure off the kid uh reassure him you know then all he has to do is focus on getting better and better um but you know uh, I understand. I understand why they're doing this. I still think they should sign him right now. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Hey, you know what though, uh, Townie? Maybe, maybe they shouldn't sign him because he's playing pretty damn well without. Maybe he just you need to dangle that carrot in front of him the whole time. Keep that chip on the shoulder. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I don't. That I does think, work. By the way, that really does work for can, some people. Yeah, it can work. No, I think I hear uh, what Gene's saying. I just think that because there's no need to make that decision right now, they don't have to. That they're just kind of waiting until the regular season's over. Yeah, we're not where we are right now. I don't think anyone's focused now. Cook and his agent might be, but you know. You, everybody's thinking about getting this thing right for the postseason. And the question is, did your nerves get calm? Are they calmed a little bit today with this victory at 888 Where are you, Warrior fans? Because you've kind of been in hiding, kind of going, this just doesn't look good, and I hate losing at home, and I don't like any kind of losing streak. But this was a game where you get your guys back, and it's like you got back into the ring and you knocked somebody out. Just to let everybody know, the heavyweight champ is here. Right. Everybody just settle down. The heavyweight champ is here. Let's go to Antonio in Oakland. Welcome to 95.7. Hey, guys. You know, the whole, you know, the Warriors should be afraid of the Thunder stuff. You know, we'll put that to bed. I'm, I'm giving it some NyQuil right now. You know, it's going to put that to bed. You know, give, give it an extra cover, you know, some blankets, pillows. Let's, let's put that away now. Well, you know, this is a confidence booster. I mean, hey, they won without Steph, Iguodala, Looney, Livingston at their place. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And um, and and, and also, um, it was nice to meet you, Chris Townsend, on March 25th for the A's Giants game. I'm a Matt Simon's favorite caller, by the way. But um, you, you don't know, even remember meeting him, do you? Yes, of course I do. Where? Where did you meet Antonio you know, on March the 25th? The Treehouse. Exactly. Yep. There you go. March 25th. We took a picture. And That's everything. because you live there, Townie. Of course, no, you know no, how no. to be we there. We took a selfie together. Okay. What's what's Antonio look like? How old's Antonio about? Hmm. What are you like? Late twenties? Yeah, I'm thirty. Yeah, that counts as late twenties. Okay. Yeah. Is he? Is he? Right. Is he five eight or six four? He's taller than I am. All right. There you go. All right. Yeah, that's my Remember? guy, Antonio. Man, we brought. We, hey, no, no, no. He's my guy. He's your guy. But when it comes to the treehouse, he's my oh, guy. Oh, I got you. I got to get up to the tree. Yeah, house, you got to, Antonio. Next time you come up, it's not going to be as hectic. Let me buy you a beer. Oh, for sure. For sure. Antonio. Thank you, Antonio. Yeah, come by and see Townie at the treehouse. I will. It's a long season. By the way, you know what was really cool last night, sitting in the treehouse? And I know this has nothing to do with the Warriors, but I was I was in the treehouse. The, the bar there is incredible, Steiny. You don't even feel like you're at the Coliseum. It's like you're in this completely different world. But I was sitting there. One big screen had the A's game on. The other big screen had the national championship game on. That's nice. I mean, the one thing that I saw, because I've done some research, is you can buy two tickets. One ticket is just for the treehouse. You Correct. don't have to go to the game. You can just go to the house. And then there's another ticket where you can go game and treehouse. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, you're going to enjoy it. Where? Oh, yeah, we, we can talk yeah, about we'll that. Yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what? You're going to love it. Everybody, you'll love it and come see me. Um you yeah. know, the, th- the, fun- the thing that I was going to say to Antonio, just because I like to joke around with him, he said, you know, we can put it to bed that the Warriors are afraid of the the Thunder and, and they don't want to play the Thunder. Yeah, we can put it to bed tonight, but it's it may resurface if they play in the first round, meaning the Warriors are going to have to put them to bed again if they end up playing them in the first round of the playoffs. So it's not altogether dead yet. They got a lot of disappointing things about them. Who? The Which Oklahoma team? City Thunder. Yeah, they didn't play well tonight. And I heard you guys talking about it. 
in Warriors warm-up. And you just you start looking at Carmelo Anthony. I mean, obviously, he's a great player. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And you might say, well, he hasn't won anything, but that's not how the Basketball Hall of Fame works. Technically, he has won a lot. He won a national championship with Syracuse, and he's won three gold medals. He's going to be, right? He's yeah, going to yes, be in the yes, Hall yes, of Fame. Yes, yes, It's just, yeah, the Basketball Hall of Fame is about the entire career. It's just not NBA. He just doesn't fit in. Is it his age? It's where he is. You know, maybe Carmelo's kind of a guy that's burned the candle at both ends and hasn't been known as a total workout warrior. So as you get older, you age, your your skills diminish, and you age faster. Um, it's just not a good fit style-wise. His whole career, he's had the ball in his hands, and he's been the man, and that's not going to be – what is it about him on this team that doesn't look right? I think the last thing you said is the biggest. He's used to being a superstar, the number one option on every team he's played with played for rather he's had the ball in his hands uh, most of the time on his team and he's just not that player anymore and even last year with the Knicks because the Knicks weren't very good he had a big role because he had to have a big role because they weren't they weren't very good they they need him to be see I've always I always think it's a struggle when you ask a star to be a role player very seldom does that work because stars are used to being stars. That's why it's hard for a star to deal with his diminishing skills. And that's why, taking it a step further, somebody like Tim Duncan was phenomenal because he went from being the best player on his team to becoming a role player and then allowing Kawhi Leonard and all those other people Uh, Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili to kind of spread their wings a little. So, yes, Carmelo Anthony's a third option. And you look at a night like tonight, he's 4 for 16 and 0 for 9 from three-point range. Now, there's two ways you can look at that. He's not very good. He He can't help you. Or, man, he makes three threes tonight and they win the game. So which way do you want to look at it? Do you want to look at it as though Carmelo isn't going to be effective against the Warriors most of the time? Or are you going to look at it as, man, I mean, Carmelo 4 for 16, Paul George 5 for 19? If those guys have normal games, they win. Well, they didn't have normal games, and I think part of it's because the Warriors play defense. The number is 888-957-9570. Let's go to TJ in San Mateo. Good evening, TJ. Good evening, fellas. I feel reborn, resurrected (laughs) even. I'm telling you, I'm looking at this, and I am licking my chops for the first round because I feel like the bench players have gotten a lot of work with all these injuries, and they're coming in in a rhythm, ready to come off the bench and do some damage. And we got the three all-stars. Draymond in the past few games has looked amazing. He had a four-on-one against Sacramento the other night, caught it in midair and passed it, the ball. It was amazing. It's going to be good. I think we're going to be all right. Thank you, guys. I feel good. Go with Dubs. I like it. Reborn. Well, this is definitely a win that is going to feel good for Warrior fans, and it should because they have they haven't played well without Curry they played well the last two games, but after all, it was the Suns and the and the Kings. 
all season long, at times, various points, it just doesn't feel like they're clicking like you want them to click. But now they go into Oklahoma City, and it's important that it's OKC because OKC and the Warriors have this thing going. Warriors go in there and play a real nice game, get a lot of contributions, and it's a team win. That, I think, is what makes it, uh, makes it feel great. I mean, Kevin Durant, he had 34. He had a big game. But nine for twenty-five, so so he wasn't phenomenal tonight. Uh, Clay was very good, nine for nineteen. But the reason they won the game is because Quinn Cook threw in twelve points. Because Nick Young had eight. McGee had eight points. Like Javale McGee had more points than Stephen Adams. That's a reason you win the game. Jordan Bell was good. You look at the whole bench. Everybody who played. On the bench was very good. Nick Young, JaVale McGee, Jordan Bell, David West, and the best of all, I'm sure, was Damian Jones, someone we haven't seen play very much. All he did tonight was score eight points in 13 minutes. I got a soft spot for those type of stories. And I got to tell you, I don't mind the adversity. It kind of gets, and I know Warrior fans, you're going to completely disagree, It gets old when you just blow people out every single night. We've seen that before. A little adversity makes things a little sweeter. When you have to get over some hurdles and you have some adversity that comes your way. When you just go out and blow people out every single night. We've already kind of seen that. Didn't we see that last year during the postseason? I mean, they only lost one game. Mm -hmm. We've already seen them be the dominant team and blow people away. And I think what you see and or what you hear tonight at 888-957-9570 is... People watch tonight's game. Normally, if all the Warriors are healthy and they go out and blow this team out, no big deal. But the fact that you've been facing some adversity, people really watch this game, intently watch this game, and and they are relieved. You know, it, it, we, we've got some drama going on, and, yes. it, and there's nothing wrong with that. It can be healthy. Definitely. And I know there's a lot of Warrior fans out there because they call in a lot of times and say, we're fine. We're fine. We're going to win the first round. Curry's going to come back. We're going to then roll from there. And I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. And, you know, they might not be worried. But you know what? They're still watching because even though they're not worried, there is got to be a little doubt that it may not happen this year. And the fact that it's crossing people's minds that the Warriors might not win it definitely makes it more interesting At the beginning of this season, nobody would have thought that the Rockets would have a better record than the Warriors. And you know what? It's not necessarily because the Warriors were injured. The Rockets had a better record than the Warriors when the Warriors were playing with Steph Curry. Who who would have thought? Who would have had the best record in the NBA? The Warriors. No, actually, you know what? This year it's going to be the Rockets. The Rockets? How did that happen? Well, we saw how it happened. The Warriors got a little disinterested this year. The rigors of four straight playoff runs deep into June caught up with them a little bit. Houston's hungry. So we have already seen that happen. I'm not saying the Warriors aren't going to win it. I'm just saying they're less of a sure thing than last year. I want to see a little bit of a fight. We've seen knockdown after not. We we we've seen the Warriors be the heavyweight champ, come in and knock everybody out like it's nothing. To actually see some people maybe step up and fight a little bit, it's not a problem. You're still the best fighter in the world, but you got a little competition. 
and it'll make winning the championship even that much sweeter. 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Are you relieved a little bit? Was watching tonight make you think, okay, okay, everything's going to be fine. 888-957-9570. And I have two questions for Steiny. One about the team that the A... The A one of the teams that we're looking at here the Warriors could face, and just the seeds four through eight, how we view them. Warriors with the win over the Oklahoma City Thunder, 111 to 107. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Warriors with the win over Oklahoma City, 111-107. to Damian Jones, we're going to hear from him in just a little bit. As you mentioned, Steiny, a very impressive game. But with the way Oklahoma City is constructed, can they ever win a championship with the way this team plays with Russell Westbrook? You're talking about Westbrook. Yeah. It's a great question. It's a great question. I hesitate to say no right away because Russell Westbrook's played in the finals and he also played in a Western Conference finals where his team was one game from getting to an NBA finals. And that, of course, was against the Warriors when they blew a 3-1 lead. So, uh, yes, the the Thunder can win a title with Westbrook. They're just going to have to put the right pieces around him. And, you know, the one thing that I always... That always kind of bothered me after Durant came to the Warriors was everybody just said, "Well, Durant, he got sick of he got sick of uh, Westbrook. He knew he couldn't get it done with Westbrook. Knew he couldn't, you know, Westbrook this." What? Well, I got news for you. Westbrook was probably thinking that guy couldn't get it done for me, meaning Durant, and. That was kind of the one thing that I thought was unfair. Basically saying, Durant's great. The reason Oklahoma City never won a title or didn't get by the Warriors that year, was it was always Westbrook. It was never Durant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's it's not why, fair. That's why I've always kind of... I, I'm less harsh on Westbrook than, than other people. But yes, they can win a title with Westbrook. But he's going to have... And he's, trying to do it this year, but I just don't think he's got enough talent around him. And isn't that, and we'll get to the calls at 888-957-9570, isn't that why so many people were upset when Durant chose the Warriors? Yeah, I think there were a lot of reasons. Well, there's st- I think there were a few reasons. One is, one reason is that he he went to the team that eliminated him. But they didn't just eliminate him Oklahoma City fans were like, wait a minute. He's going to the team that you blew the 3-1 to one lead to. That's That was the cruelest blow of all. I mean, if, if Durant goes anywhere but Golden State, I think people are less upset. But he goes to the team that he couldn't get over to the hump against. That leaves a bad taste in some people's mouth. Let's go to Charlie in New York. Charlie, good evening. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, uh, what's up, fellas? Good evening. Um, I just wanted to, um, uh, with regards to tonight's game, the thing that I took away most from the game was that they played with a focus 
and they played with poise, and they didn't make a lot of turnovers, not a lot of silly mistakes. They looked engaged. They looked like the game meant something to them. And uh, case in point, the end of the third quarter, uh, when they that 10-point lead was starting to slip away and it got really close and tight, a lot of times, at least for this season, the Warriors would then get run out of the building. Uh, they would have just folded their, their hand, and, and that would have been it. But they, 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 they stayed in that game, and, and, they, and they played a playoff-caliber type of game. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, I, would, I, I totally agree with that. And the one thing that stuck out with me is apparently the same thing that stuck out with you when they were weathering that storm in the third quarter. I think I think I want to say OKC was down eight or ten. I think it might have got up to twelve at one point, but nevertheless, the Thunder came back, tied it, and I even think they went up. And and the Thunder sustained it. They they scored, but the Warriors just never let the Thunder take the lead and get up for more than one possession for a couple minutes. They never let the Thunder take control of the game. The Thunder got back in it, but the Warriors always came through with a bucket or a stop on the possession that may have changed the game. And that was one thing that I thought uh, was very important, that they didn't really relinquish their control of the game, even as the Thunder were making their run. And then just secondly, the I mean, the bench. bench was phenomenal tonight, and it was a, na- and it was a bench full of Different kind of name. So, uh, I agree. They were ready to play tonight. They played well. They played hard. And it was a nice game. I mean, I mean, they're missing two of their best five players. If you throw Iguodala in there, and they go down to OKC, and they beat them. That's a nice win. That caller just said something that I like. And he just said, tonight, it looked like this game meant something to them. I would agree with that, and I think I think one of the reasons it ended up meaning something for the Warriors is because they heard. See, the media, they're at practice. They ask questions, and forget about the fact that the players read stuff. All right, They know what's out there, but they're also getting asked stuff, so they know what they're getting asked about. And so the Warriors knew that there was at least a storyline out there that, you know, if the Warriors don't win this game, it probably means the Oklahoma City Thunder will finish uh, fourth, and then the Warriors won't have to play. And the Warriors, I think that, that probably bothered them. Knowing the Warriors, they probably were thinking, I'm not, we're not going to, we're not going to let this team beat us because people think we're afraid of them. In fact, we'll go beat them. We'll go beat them tonight, and if we have to play them in the first round, we'll beat them again in the first round of the playoffs. So I think the Warriors actually were focused in part because of that reason. Let's go to Hemi in Napa. Welcome to 95.7. Yeah, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call, first and foremost. Sure. Um, but no... um. I understand that, but you don't have to have to dwell on him going to where he went. You know, um, I'm not a Niners fan, but you know Montana went to the Kansas City Chiefs, and you guys still love them. 
You know, uh, there's a lot of players. Uh, Mark McGuire went to the 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 Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, and you still love them. You know, there's a lot of changes that happen in football. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Rice came back to the Raiders. You still love him. You know, just I just think they should keep keep their respect. I mean, um, take it for what it's worth, and and understand that he's a great part of NBA history, and that is what it's going to be. He is a part of history. He has to be one of the top two or three players in the NBA, and he's going to go down as one of the best, and that is okay. And what happened in Oklahoma City today was amazing, and thank you for taking my call, guys. Yeah, there's a little difference. Those guys all got traded, all the guys that he mentioned, and Jerry Rice obviously was moving on to the Raiders because the 49ers didn't want him. This was a situation where a guy was a free agent, a la, if you want to take whatever sport, Jason Giambi choosing the Yankees, not right, the A's. Right, this this right. was a free agent. People went to the Hamptons. People courted him. He could have gone anywhere. When you talk about Montana or you talk about McGuire, those guys all got traded. Mm-hmm. And the caller's right, though. It, I mean, none of that changes the fact that Durant's one of the best players in the NBA right now, and he's going to go down as one of the all-time great players. And you know what? You, you always have to see how it plays out. Because who knows, Townie, maybe Steph Curry misses the first round of the playoffs and they reevaluate him and they say, he's got to miss the next round of the playoffs because this thing ain't healed. And maybe the Warriors win it. And maybe Kevin Durant gets more respect this year than in any other year because maybe he's going to end up doing it without Steph Curry. So you never know how it's going to play out. And No, you don't. And, and you know what else might happen? Maybe the Warriors will lose in the first round. And people will say, look at Durant. He couldn't get it done without Curry. I mean, is, is any of it totally fair? Probably not, but it's what people will say. 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. want to hear from you tonight, Warrior fans, as we're talking about a win that probably makes you feel pretty good. Probably the first win in a long time that makes you feel real good about this team. We want to hear from you, 888-957-9570. We're going to hear from Damian Jones. Also got to talk about seeds four through eight. It's Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We're talking Warriors basketball on the home of the Warriors. That's 95-7 the game. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 the game. I'm forcing them in a one-pass shot. Making them shoot tough shots over us and rebounding. I mean, well, we got killed on the boards, but uh, it didn't seem like those rebounds hurt us. You know, I think we did a good job of uh, you know getting our hands on some shots. Uh, you know, Melo and Paul George, they can get going pretty quickly, but I think we did a good job of contesting on those shots and, you know, wrestling the pick and rolls dynamic against anybody. Uh, but I thought we played hard against them. Will this be known as the Damian Jones game? Like, that uh, yeah, we're definitely proud of him and happy that he got his opportunity and he took full advantage of it. He was great tonight. He made the big layup. 
on the fourth and that, you know, finishing over top of the rim. He was great defensively. He was talking. So um, hopefully he continues to build on that and get more minutes. In practice, have you been pretty amazed on just his athleticism? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a freak of nature. You know, he's, you know, fast. He's tall and he's super athletic over top of the rim. So, you know, playing in the, D, in the G League definitely helped with his confidence and um, his rhythm and also just knowing what we do um, as a team. So came up here. It was kind of a seamless transition and uh, very excited for him. What do you think you can do for the young bucks when you come in here and win a game like this without so many guys out? Yeah, this, I mean, especially when we come here, it's always a hostile environment, obviously. And um, Quinn played a steady game. Damian, um, Jordan Bell made some huge plays for us tonight. Um, so we were short some guys. We only had 10 guys on, and we just, you know, we just try to step up and play hard. You know, shots didn't fall as much as we wanted them to in the second half, but we, we got good looks, and we were confident with those looks. And, um, you know, we got a good win. You had 24 points in the first half. What kind of vibe were you on tonight? I was just getting good looks. Um, you know, my footwork on my jump shot felt good. Second half, they, I was rushing shots and just shooting any type of... I think when I shoot too many threes, um, just off-balance threes, tough threes, that takes me out of my rhythm. So uh, it's something I got to work on next game. But in the first half, I just felt... And we started the game off a little slow, so I wanted to give us a jolt of energy on, you know, when it comes to scoring. And guys did a good job in the second quarter and to start the second quarter and we just kind of fed off each other. Hey, Kevin, I mean, you got a lot of looks at the foul line, converted all of them, yeah. some rebounds, assists. What was kind of just your mindset and kind of mastering all those different things? Well, I just trying to win. Um, and, I, you know, I know my shot wasn't falling. I was definitely frustrated by that, but just keep playing and just keep trying to make winning basketball plays each possession. Cheer my guys on, encourage the team, just be me. Um, you know, in the past, when I was a younger player, I would let that affect me and let me making them missing shots, you know, dictate how I played. So I just tried to stay in it. And the teammates was encouraging me to keep shooting. Coach was calling plays for me, but uh, you know, I just try to do other things. Kevin Durant brought to you by Faria. Check out Faria.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. How about that? That's not bad. Faria. All right. It is Warriors wrap-up after the Warriors take down the Oklahoma City Thunder 111 to 107. Taking your phone calls at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. And one thing to think about, and we know because one of the reasons we want to hear from you this game was a little different, right? We'll all admit it was a little different. You watched a little more intently, and you felt a little better after this win. We want to hear from you, 888 So where do we stand? That's kind of the interesting thing coming down to the very last few games going on. So right now, the Spurs are down in Los Angeles. They lead the Clippers. That's 61-53. We had a ton of games around the association tonight. And you look at the standings, this hurt Oklahoma City as they have now dropped to this number six seed. Yeah. They have the same amount of wins as the Spurs, but the Spurs have two less losses. This will all even out. And the next, uh, you know, next week, are they going to get Minnesota? Are they going to get Utah? Are they going to get Oklahoma City? You, you really don't know. No, they might not know. The Warriors might not know. They The Warriors may complete their season 
and they might not know because they end their season on a Tuesday and it ends the regular season ends for some other teams on a Wednesday. But you're right. Townie, if Oklahoma City wins that game tonight, they're in fourth. So they're looking at home court in the first round. Now they're sixth. And if they lose another game, they drop to seventh, which means they don't have home court and they play the Warriors. So I do think that in the West right now, teams are trying to win to stay out of seven or eight because I guarantee you, whether you're, if you're San Antonio, Utah, Oklahoma City, Minnesota, New Orleans, or Denver, you, you think you can beat Portland. You have a little more doubt about whether you can beat the Warriors and or the Rockets. So teams want to jump up higher than seven. I have to feel, if I'm the number seven seed, and, they, and the Warriors don't have Steph Curry... I got to have some pride and believe that I can win the series. You would think, you know what? Right? I mean, you got, yes. I mean, Jesus. So, you're so a professional athlete. Step up, Sally. So They're without it. their best player. You got to at least think you got a puncher's chance. I mean, that's the thing. It's okay. So, let's say you're, let's say you're Oklahoma City or you're Team A, okay? And you're battling, you're, you're, you're trying to get up to four or whatever. And so, what, what, or four or three or something. And you get up there, but then what happens is if you end up playing Golden State, you're going to have to play a full, you know, you're going to probably have to play Golden State with Curry. So maybe if you drop the seven, well, you know what? At least you get the Warriors without Curry. So I don't really, I I don't, I think it's so difficult that teams are just saying, let's, you just got to win and try to win and see how, see how it shakes out. I'm sorry. I'm just going to apologize. That it infuriates me. What? Like in hockey. So, I mean, basically, too many teams make the playoffs. I think we can all agree on that. But at least in hockey, we've seen an eight, te- an eight seed win the Stanley Cup. We've seen it. Right. We act like these teams have absolutely zero shot. Now, obviously, there's less players, so that 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 sways the game differently. But can you imagine telling a, a wild card football team you you don't have a shot to win the Super Bowl? Well, that's not true. Wild card teams win the Super Bowl. Wild card teams win the World Series. That's what kind of pisses me off about the NBA is we act the the eighth seed and the seventh seed and the sixth seed. They're just so insignificant. Yes and no. I mean, yes in general. I I could argue a little differently right now. For example, let's just say. Let's take a worst-case scenario. Kevin Durant gets hurt, and the Warriors don't win it. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're telling me that the Warriors won't win it this year, I think there could be eight teams then that could win it if you take the Warriors out. I really do. I mean, Cleveland could win it. Toronto could win it. Boston could win it. Houston could win it. Portland could win it. I mean, heck, Oklahoma City might have a shot at it. Now you finally named somebody that's not going to be a top three seed. Everybody Everybody else you mentioned, you mentioned Houston, you mentioned if it ended today. And I hate when we do that. Well, you know what else? Okay, I'll throw another team in there. Toronto, Boston. Philly could win Still a top four. Everybody you're giving me is a top four. 
Yeah, no. And where, eight, where, and where's my seven? Where's my eight? Six, there's only been one six. That was so, Houston, yeah, right? Houston. So, no, there's never they, been a seven they, or eight. Jordan was playing baseball, and they had Elijah one. That kind of yeah, helped they out. they were still six. They were still six. I mean, that's the there. highest ever to win it is six. Yeah, you got like to pay your dues in a, basketball. A seven and an eight hasn't even been to the finals. But yeah. I, it's, it's almost like I want to pass out the book, Vince, the book about Vince Lombardi when pride mattered. Have some pride. Who doesn't? Who's not? Who doesn't have pride? What are you talking about? I, I'm worried about these teams, the eight and the seventh. Like, oh god. I mean, seriously, if they, if you, whoever, if I was doing, I don't know, if I was doing Oklahoma City's show, right? I would be tonight. I would be disgusted by their effort tonight. Yeah, they don't have Steph Curry, Andre Goodall. I know is not the most major factor, no. but that the knee, Livingston's out, McCaw's out. They're just trying to regroup. You know, I mean. You're, you know, you're still looking at. It's possible they have pride, but they're just not as good. You know what I mean? And the Warriors still have three All Stars yeah, out there. Yeah, but they've beaten the Warriors this year. They have. This was not a great effort. When you need a great effort at this time of the year. I mean, Westbrook was great tonight. Westbrook was phenomenal. He wasn't the problem. The problem was uh, Paul George and and Carmelo Anthony. So so you're right there. Yeah, you're looking. You're Carmelo Anthony, 0 for 9 from three-point range. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's that'll get you beat. That will get you beat. Now In a home game, in a game you need. Right, but now let's let it play out. You're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. You're disgusted about their effort. Guess what? You may end up playing the Warriors in two weeks. So you'll have another chance to either be more disgusted or you can make up for it because you're going to be playing them without Curry if you play them in the first round. Let's go to Dre in Central Cali, the command center. <laughs> County Steiny, it's nice to talk to you guys again. Hey, what's up, man? I just enjoyed the game today. I'm, I'm a lot more relaxed to the playoffs after watching them without Steph tonight. Oklahoma has handed it to us twice this year, and the defense really stepped up tonight. I thought the defense looked good. Um, I am really encouraged. I heard you say that stat earlier, that Quinton Cook had no turnovers. That's big. Yeah. That's a big in a game like tonight. I mean, good golly. And uh, I, I know you by guys the way, By the way, Dre, three. only 13 for the game. That's a, that's a low for That's low for the Warriors. Well, that is low. Uh, thirteen is right about their mark. Over that, they they lose, and uh, thirteen or under, I believe they haven't lost this year. Now, I gotta say, guys, Damian Jones. Have you guys ever seen him play better? Uh, no, barely have seen him play. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's no. He true. looked. He looked. You know what? I mean, he looked good. He looked very. He looked like a big, active, athletic big guy. So. That's the first time we've seen that out of him. Yeah, he looked comfortable. He looked exactly. comfortable. He didn't look like the stage was too big. And exactly. And looked comfortable. That's what I want to see in the playoffs. Thanks for taking my call, guys. All right. I don't know how much time he's going to get in the playoffs. I really don't. But And on the and the other thing you could say is, well, nah, I thought he was good. I thought he looked, he looked as competent out there as I've seen him look as a basketball player. Uh, but then a cynic might say, well, geez, I mean, all he did was catch two alley-oop dunks and dunk them. I mean, he is a pro player. But if you have been following Damian Jones, 
You know that he's been on the Warriors for almost two full years, and he really hasn't done much. So what he did tonight, you take that. You take that in a big way. This is your opportunity, and it has been your opportunity for a lot of these guys. Kavon Looney, Quinn Cook, Damian Jones. You're getting playing time. Where normally, if all these guys were healthy, you're not even here, or you're sitting on the bench. You're getting playing time, and the key about this playing time is the experience that they're getting. And these guys, right now, I mean, they took it they took it on the chin a couple of games, but right now, where they are, they look pretty, as you mentioned, it doesn't look too big for them, and they're playing with confidence. Right. Now, the, the, the question is, and they are, they're doing, they're doing all those things, but let's come back to reality. You don't want these guys playing a lot in the playoffs. If Damian Jones is being relied upon, or even if Quinn Cook is being relied upon, what it means is that people are hurt. And they might be able to give you something now, here and there, but you don't want to have to rely on those two guys in the postseason. If they give you something, that's a bonus, and you'll take it. But you can't start thinking that you want to kind of go to post with these guys. I mean, not yet, but they did show some t- show some signs tonight that they're legit. Yeah, Quinn Cook. Because I know we discussed it, we discussed at Warriors warm-up with the coach where we talked about, okay, it's been nice. He's had some games where he scored some points and he looked good. But this is, I mean, you're, you're, this was one you're going up. I mean, here comes Russell Westbrook. Here comes the Thunder. Uh, th- this was impressive. He yeah. held, you know, he he looks he looks the part. And uh, are we going to even have discussion whether he's going to be on the playoff roster? Are we still deciding that? Really? That's a great question. I would assume he's going to be on it, but I wouldn't guarantee it. Why? Because why wouldn't I guarantee it? I'll just give you. First of all, I think he will be. But if he's not, it will be because Steve Kerr looks at the roster and says, we don't need him. We need somebody else more than him. That's why. Now, you want me to give you a situation? Um, so, cause it kinda, cause okay, so Steph Curry, gave, by the way, is out. I know. He's I had gave, a bad ankle and a bad knee. I, get, I, gave this, I gave this example earlier today. And, okay. Curry's out, but you do expect him back in the second round. Okay, so you would say, well, you got to keep Quinn Cook because you don't have Curry, so you're losing a point guard there, so you got to have Quinn Cook to give you depth at point guard. Yes, that makes sense. But Steve Kerr may be saying, we don't need another point guard. We've got six guys who can bring the ball up the court. We've got Sean Livingston. We've got Andre Iguodala. We've got Draymond Green. We have, let's see, who else can bring it up? Clay Thompson can bring it up. Patrick McCaw can bring it up. And for all we know, Kerr thinks, you know, we have a shortage with wing defenders when you really get down to it. So there might be a scenario in which Steve Kerr says, you know what? We got to have Caspi on that postseason Caspi 
Well, if he thinks he needs an extra wing defense, I'm just giving you a all hypothetical. Right, all right. That's all. Maybe Steve Kerr says we don't need another point guard. We're going to need an extra wing defender, if anything, because I'll t- and because maybe maybe Kerr's thinking this. I'm not playing Quinn Cook if I have Iguodala, if I have Livingston. I'm not playing him, but I could see a scenario in which maybe I would play Caspi if something arose that I didn't foresee. Again, I'm not just presenting kind of a devil's advocate point Sure, of view. I got gotcha. I'm not really saying it's the way it should be. We had the owner of the Warriors, Joe Lacob, in studio here on 95.7 The Game, and he even said, Steph Curry will not be 100% for the rest of the year, no matter how far they go. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be 100%. And I keep hearing everybody, and maybe it's just different. I think there's kind of like a different way you and I look at it. Because there's one thing to cover teams from a studio, and there's one way to cover teams when you actually are in clubhouses and locker rooms. And you actually see players, you see hurt players, you see guys rehabbing, you talk to guys while rehabbing. I think when you cover the team from the studio, it's a lot easier to say, Curry's going to be back. He's going to be fine. But I think when you're around these professional athletes every single day, you just don't know that. Right. Yes, in theory, he's going to come back and he's got, he's not going to be 100%, but in theory, he's going to be fine. But he is a human being. He's not a robot. And he's been dramatically injured with the knee and the ankle. So... Again, Townie, he'll have played, let's say... 25 minutes in almost two months? Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm just being realistic. Guy's played 25 minutes in two months. Do I think he's coming out hell on wheels? Could. Could not. And right now, not one person... Well, there will be. Are you going to be shocked if something happens again in the postseason when he comes back out? No, I don't think he can be. So then how the hell can you tell me you're not going to have Quinn Cook on the roster? It's a fair question. It's and, a fair question. And can I give you another thing that I liked about Cook tonight? Yeah. Stood up there with those free yeah, throws. Yeah, he made foul shots. Yeah, he did. Fearless. He did. He was. I'm going to give you that. He there definitely was not, made. I mean, he, he stepped made there and plays boom. Tonight. He made two things on the text line that I want to give credit to. Uh, the 408 says, Clay cannot bring the ball up if pressured. He's not good enough to handle. You're right, 408. He's not good at handling pressure in that situation. I was talking more about just simply bringing the ball up and initiating an offense, not necessarily under pressure. He's done that. That's kind of what I what I meant. But you're right. I wouldn't trust Clay Thompson bringing the ball up if pressured. And then the 5-1-0, does McCaw even have a chance to be playing in the playoffs? It's another good point. We'll have to wait and see on that. I know everything's good, and I know all the tests were fine, but that fall was nasty. He, I mean, I guess he's going to come back, but... Who knows when, right? Oh, yeah. You land on your tailbone like that. Well, first of all, the majority of us will never know what it's like because the majority of us can never get that high and land like that. Right. But when he came down, it was scary. And in today's world, you take all the precautions and everything. But that is the type of deep bruise. Do we have we heard have we heard anything other than a bruise? Contusion. So it's a bruise, but that is one where and it's all yeah, you're right. I mean, he may be he may be walking hunched over right now. You know what I mean? He might be in so much pain. So everything's 
been great, but I don't know that I would expect him or count on him to play. Yeah, that's something hopefully we'll get out of Bob Myers tomorrow. Like, what are you thinking? You know, look at the time frame. Because any for any of the hurt guys, if you want to go glass half full, the good thing is is that there's always a lot of days off during the postseason. There's no days doubt. off till game one, and there's all these days off in between the games. And if you win a series quick, you got a ton of days off. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you could sweep a series like they did last year, and they had nine days off from the Western Conference Finals until the finals. Most people only get two weeks off in a year. <laughs> I mean, it's like a vacation. No, you're right. And that's why that's where the Curry injury theoretically could linger past when he actually comes back. If Curry doesn't play in the first round and they play Oklahoma City and they have to go to six or seven games, let's say, well, guess what? Then they're not going to have nine days between series. Then they may have a finish-up of a series on a Friday and have to start a new series on a Sunday. Well, that is something they don't want to have to do. But that's where they're kind of at the mercy of what's going to happen in the first round without Curry. In years past, they usually take care of that first round in four or five games. What happens this year if it goes six or seven, and now they don't have that buffer of days off? We'll see. We don't like to worry, right? That's one thing you just n- – nobody no. likes to worry. You like ultimate security. That's why we love our Arlo Smart Home Security Cameras. They are the absolute best. I mean, when you want to talk quality – that is like the one thing you look at, 1080p HD. The quality of these cameras are absolutely second to none. And then, of course, with Arlo, you're going to love the seven days of free cloud storage. So if anything happens around your house that you want to see, boom, it's going to be sitting there waiting for you. Townie, my, uh, my family's away this weekend, so I've got an empty house, but I'm not worried. And not only that, Townie, and I don't want to get too serious, but it's the first time the house has been empty uh, since our dog passed. Uh, and he's a great, well, he was a great watchdog. So having Arlo, and I'm serious, uh, definitely gives me some peace of mind that my dog gave me, to tell you the truth, but my dog's not here. So Arlo's been coming through for me. Rex, God rest his soul. Worry less, live more. You got every angle covered of your house, motion and sound detection. So if somebody came to my front door right now down in San Jose, I'm in San Francisco, boom, it would notify me, and I can see who exactly is my front door. And with the two-way audio, I could talk to them. Hey, sucker, what are you doing at my front door? It's that simple. And if you want to, like, see it, You can go to Arlo.com, but right now you can go to Best Buy and put your hands on the product and see the product. Go to Best Buy. Steiny, we will see you tomorrow here from 10 to noon. Yes, sir. You'll have Tim Bontemps on. You'll be breaking down Warriors, Giants opening day, and we'll find out what's going to happen with this A's game that's in the eighth inning against the Texas Rangers. We'll continue with Warriors because we got to hear from Steve Kerr. we got to hear from Damian Jones after the Warriors take down the Oklahoma City Thunder on the road 111-107. to You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up right here on 95.7 The Game. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. You guys are just trolling me with this song. 80 West, back to the hotel. 
shout out Vallejo tonight here on 95.7 The Game. Oh, you only do this for road games because they're going back to... They're not going to the hotel. They're getting on the jet, baby. The charter. In too deep, by the way. Where are they now? In too... Oh, that is one. They'll be, yeah, they're going to the Pacers. So they'll be going to a back to the hotel in Indy. You know, one thing that we really haven't addressed tonight. <laughs> what year? Did, find out what year this came out. I wonder how many people like, if my, uh, all you millennial. I wonder if they even know this song. 92. Yeah, I remember I was in college. 80 West, back to the hotel. All right, we're giving Vallejo love, all right? We're giving Vallejo love. You know, the good thing about seeing the young guys and seeing the young guys perform well, I don't know where this goes. I don't know how it's going to happen. But the way to prolong long runs is young guys got to step up. Young guys, they bring a whole different aspect to your game. When they start to grow in front of your eyes, number one, they're cheap. That's the huge thing that young guys give to a team in any sport. Flexibility with the payroll, especially a sport where you're going over the cap. You're spending a lot of money, and you want to keep your stars. You want to keep these guys going. So to have young guys start to step up to maybe, I I don't know what it means. I don't know what the long-term future is for Looney or Cook or or Jones. Or just to find out that these young guys may be something and may give you some depth. Because, I mean, we were laughing the one night we were doing the show talking about, and that's when the Warriors were taking on San Antonio, where you said, if you look at what's it, 21 straight years, what would it be like where the Warriors are now? And then you add, what was it, like 13 years on? Okay, in 13 years, Steph Curry is 43. I think it was even more than that. Maybe it was 14 years. It was like, Steph will be 44. It was like laughing, like these guys won't be here. So to have a run like San Antonio, you're going to have to find young guys and I think the most important thing is not to not worry about what San Antonio did, but you want to win championships for the next X amount of years. And with guys getting with your core and your starters getting real expensive, it doesn't hurt to have young guys right now who are cheap to carry some roles. Because how long is Sean Livingston? How long is Andrea Gudala? You just think of some of these players. How long is David West? How long are they going to be around? Because with Steph and KD both being 30, and then you have Clay and Draymond not 30 yet, everybody's going to get paid. Can these young guys who are cheaper keep you having that championship-style depth? That's always huge. So to prolong anything long-term, you're going to have to have people step up around the core, and you want it to be young guys. You want the veteran players, a la Iguodala, David West, Sean Livingston, to train the young players. And it always sounds so harsh 
but it really is in all sports, is the veteran guys train the younger guys so that the younger guys can eventually replace them. And it may sound harsh, but that's just how sports has always worked. Veterans teach the rookies, and eventually the rookies will turn into good young players, hopefully, and they will push out the older players. Hopefully the players go out on their terms, and they can retire, or maybe they go somewhere else to make another paycheck. But you're going to raise the young kids to eventually take your job. And that happens in all sports. Some sports, you can fight it better than others, a la Tom Brady. But, yeah, that, that's what happens. So it, it's been nice to see these young guys get a little swag going and playing well. And if they are somehow needed in the postseason, they've got some good minutes on, underneath them. But tonight, I think one of the callers hit the nail on the head, and you are going to hear from Damian Jones, and you are also going to hear from Steve Kerr after this 111-107 victory, this game had a little something to it. And it was nice to see. It was nice to see a little, okay, here is a game that means something. Because that's something that has just driven me nuts all season long. So much of the doesn't matter. It's just about June. And all of a sudden, whether some people believed it, some people didn't, but there was just a little bit, okay, now we're just not talking about June anymore. We're talking about health just trying to get to June. June's a long way away. But when star players start going down and there starts to be injuries and a couple of losses pile up and you just go, wow, this just just isn't the easiest walk in the park that we thought it was going to be. And you wondered tonight, tonight's post-game show, you heard a little relief here on Warriors wrap-up. If Oklahoma City would have won this game, you wouldn't have that same relief. You wouldn't. You may say it outward. You may text it on the PenskeAutoSales.com text line. But really? The win tonight makes you go, all right, we're good. If Oklahoma City hammers the Warriors and it doesn't look good, now you start, huh? Now, if you lose, then the odds of you facing Oklahoma City in the playoffs are not as good. But now that you beat them, now it's potentially a reality. We don't know how they're going to finish up. Right now, as it, you know, we got games going on as we speak. But right now, looking at the standings, you're looking at the standings and Oklahoma City's sixth. They're 45 and 34. Minnesota is 44 and 34. So they've played one more game than Minnesota. So this whole if there's one team, yeah. So that's one it's it's like weird. It's like the process of going through seeds four through eight. You know, God, you, do you really want to play Oklahoma City? But then again, Oklahoma City's just five and five in their last ten games. There's a reason you're a six seed. You haven't been playing great. None of these teams that are fighting for these bottom seeds are playing well. New Orleans is just four and six in their last ten. They've lost four in a row. 
The Timberwolves, ooh, they, they're just 5-5. Five and five. They're like Oklahoma City. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. The one team, and they're kind of a team that people go, hey, it might give you a little worry, is Utah, but they're trending the right way, just like San Antonio. San Antonio at 4 and Utah at 5 are both trending the right way. San Antonio, and we'll get into Kawhi Leonard later. That just continues to blow my mind. Seriously. I it's just You just blew my mind. I can't I I can't believe that's going on. I really can't. A star player essentially doesn't want to play. And his team's the number four seed. I mean that's just that that's beyond me. How many times have we seen this in the history of sports? I mean, if they were eliminated, let's say let's say he plays on a different Texas team. Let's say he's on the Dallas Mavericks. 24 and 54? Totally understand. Your team right now has won two in a row, eight and two in their last ten. Now we'll get into that a little bit later, but it's mind-blowing to me. What a difference the world is. And professional sports. All you millennials. Utah Jazz, 45 and 33. Just, I mean, just behind the Spurs. They've won three in a row, and they're seven and three in their last 10. So they're trending in the right way. But this whole, uh, you know, worried about if you're Oklahoma City, or you're worried, I mean, you're worried if you're Houston, you're worried if you're Golden State. Well, the teams everybody tries to build up, they're not playing well. There's a reason why they're the 6th, 7th, and 8th seed. All right, it's time to hear from Steve Kerr, brought to you by Faria. Check out Faria.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. Uh, that was a great win. You know, shorthanded uh, on the road against a, a team that we could play or, uh, you know, a team that's fighting for playoff positioning. And um, it's a hell of a win with without all those guards especially. So I loved how our guys played and competed. What, what, made you decide, go ahead. what made you decide to go to Damian Jones? And, and were you pleasantly surprised on what he did? We knew we were going to play him because we only had 10 guys, and um, it was a night to play everybody to, to find minutes, and uh, we wanted to see him against Steven Adams. You know, it's a hell of a matchup, um, as tough as it gets, but Damian's got the size and athleticism to uh, play that kind of role. So we gave him a few minutes, and he played well, and we just stayed with him. What kind of poise did you see from the guys in the final minutes? It's great. You know, Quinn, fantastic. You know, Draymond, they both uh, you know, knocked down their free throws and, uh, you know, just uh, making sure we uh, kept playing throughout the whole game. You know, we had, uh, I thought we had a really good first half, really solid, and we had some moments in the second where the game was getting away from us, and I liked how we responded and kind of got control of things again. Is that big for you guys to see Quinn in this kind of environment play a steady game and shots? Yeah, but it doesn't surprise us at all. I mean, this is what we've come to expect of Quinn. And, uh, you know, he's probably not going to be a a 30-point guy in the playoffs. That's not how the playoffs work. But, uh, you know, this is more like a playoff game where, you know, you got KD and Westbrook taking 25, 30 shots, whatever they they took, and the the stars dominating. But all the role players have to to do their part. And I thought Quinn did a great job of that. Steve, so Kevin and Draymond and Claire all search for a reason, but... 
How do you see them just kind of manage through the heavier workload and responsibility? Uh, I, I'm not even sure they had a heavier workload, to, to be honest. We tried to keep their minutes to about where they normally are, you know, 35, 37 range. And and, um, and every, it was really everybody else who had to fill in in some different roles. You know, JB playing the four quite a bit tonight, uh, David West playing the four next to DJ. So we had some combinations that we haven't had out there all year long. Uh, but it's a lot easier to play when you've got three all-stars on the floor and, and everybody else can fill in around them. How about in regards, though, with Kevin and Draymond, which is running the offense at certain times? Yeah, I mean, Draymond is, you know, he's used to handling the ball so much for us anyway, so it's not really a stretch to say, you know, go play point guard. And I think you probably would agree. I mean, it didn't didn't look out of the ordinary. You know, uh, he may have gotten a little ambitious on on, on a couple passes, but uh, that's all right. He, he was awesome, and uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna live with a few of those mistakes because he makes so many great plays for us. And, and the thing with Draymond is he always wants to control the game anyway. Whether he's whether Steph or KD or Clay's out there or, or none of them are out there, Draymond is always sort of in command um, in terms of. Uh, you know, leading us and uh, running the show. Was this your best defensive game in a while? It was a great defensive game. It was a really good effort. Um, I thought we were flying around. We did a good job on the uh, pick and rolls with, with Westbrook, although he got going in the second half. Um, but you can kind of count on that. And at some point, he's going to get going. But, yeah, very good defensive effort. Matt Nell, what do you think was the key with Melo and Paul with just doing whatever you can? Well, I mean, they missed some shots that they normally make. Um, so the main thing you try to do is just make everything hard and, and fly at them and don't give them easy looks. And I thought our rotations were pretty good and, and uh, our shot challenges were, were really good. I heard a large round of applause. Was that for Damien? Yeah, that yeah, was for DJ. Uh, yeah, he's been down at Santa Cruz all year, and um, the guys down there have really developed him well. Um, Aaron and his staff have really worked hard with him. Um, Damien and Q um, have been down there all year working together. Uh, and we're thrilled with the development of, of each of them. And uh, Damien deserves a lot of credit. He's really, really worked hard. And uh, you can see the type of physical presence he, is, he, he has out there. So it's a really a, it's a fun opportunity to see what he can do. How, how important is it for him to have a big game like this in an actual regular season? You know? It's always good, especially before the end of the year. You know, you, you can go into the summertime um, knowing you know, on the road against a, a great player, um, you know, that he, he can have success. So for him, uh, it's a nice nice boost, um, and it's a, a, a reward for all the hard work he's done in Santa Cruz. Just the observation, he didn't seem really timid. It didn't look like he was overthinking things out there. Did you like the freedom? Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked how he played. I mean, you know, he caught a couple of lobs, and uh, that's what he does. I mean, he's just so powerful and athletic. And, um, you know, it's always easier to play with great players. And, and um, you know, the lob that he caught from Draymond was a direct result of the attention uh, that Draymond and, and KD were getting on that screen and roll. And, and that's how you have to play as a role player. you got to, you know, figure out your spots and, uh, and do what you do. And I thought Damian did a good job of that. Coach Steve Kerr, talk, yeah, you know, you start talking about the guys coming up from uh, the G League. And this whole thing, like, folks, there, there's no way you're not going to have Quinn Cook on the roster in the playoffs. There's no way he's not, I should say, there's no way he's not going to be. There's, there, there, are quest, there, there are question marks about Steph Curry. There are. 
there's going to be for the rest of this season and postseason. How are you not going to have him on the postseason roster? That's crazy. Sometimes you need insurance. The way he stepped up tonight to that free throw line and nailed those two like it was nothing, that, that's, that, that, I like seeing that. He's got confidence. And what happens if he's not on the playoff roster and something, you know, God forbid, knock on wood, if we have any wood around here, something does happen to Steph again? Now what? And I understand different people can take the ball. I just, if something were to happen to Steph at any point during the postseason, don't you want to know you have the insurance? You have that insurance of Quinn Cook sitting over there and can step in and still give you an opportunity to win? You know, this was this was this was a a game for him to show. Okay, this game me. The Warriors haven't acted like a lot of games meant something this year. This game meant something, and he performed well in this game. Also, Damian Jones had some career highs in this game. Here is Damian after the game talking to the press. It was good, you know, to have that opportunity, go out there, you know, try to work on the stuff that I've been working on all year. And um, just being able to, you know, stay disciplined to it all, just going out there just playing basketball. Have you felt you're ready for this type of stuff here? Yeah, I mean, I felt ready, you know. I've been, you know, playing all year, you know, just hooping stuff down there. So uh, I feel like that was preparing me for this moment. So just going out there and playing basketball. Uh, I mean, it just—it's definitely a confidence builder. You know, uh, it lets you know that you can you can do some things on the court. So, just trying to build off from that. So I was uh, talking to him a minute ago, and he was saying that he works with you quite a bit. I mean, uh, the physicality that you deal with with him. I mean, yeah. how did that prepare you for a guy like tonight's guy and help it all? Yeah, Steven Adams is a big guy, you know, he's a, he's a low down there, so, you know, just um, sticking to what the coaches tell me, you know, just um, hit early on the box out, you know, just trying to do those things, you know, yeah, pretty much, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know pregame you were going to play? Uh, yeah, he said um, that uh, everybody's going to get minutes, so, I mean, I didn't know how many minutes, so I was just ready to play. Mm-hmm. What was it like getting the loss? Um, like, uh, they were clapping. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was cool, you know, just getting that um, support from my teammates was cool, you know, just that's when all that, you know, part of the team and stuff, you know, it's cool. Yeah. Haven't been away from them most of the season. How nice is it just to be with the group for an extended amount of time? Oh, it's been good, man. Just adjusting back to Oakland living, you know, <laughs> got to live in my place again. So, yeah, it was cool. You know, just And then, you know, just being around the guys, you know, it's a great group of guys. So, it's always a fun time around. Were you surprised? Not just that you played, but you played a bunch down the stretch. The last three or four minutes, you're in there, really tight game. Uh, I mean, I was kind of surprised. I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect them to have me in there down during the clutch time. But I mean, it was cool, so I just played a game. Yeah, it's a career high for him: eight points and a season high fourteen minutes. And that is something. When you look at it. You know, you're working your butt off, and you're trying to get better as a pro. And it's something that, whether you're playing in the G League or or you're being successful in practice, but when you're working on stuff and you implement it into an actual NBA game and it pays off, it's very rewarding. It's rewarding for the players. It's rewarding for the coaching staff. And it's showing that 
you're getting better. And that's what they want to see with younger players, that the light is starting to go on, and these are guys that can potentially help you. It's time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Draymond, across the timeline with a second to spare. Comes left side, they don't guard him, lob inside, Jones catches and rams it through with two hands. Damian Jones with the dunk, and the Thunder won a timeout with 65 seconds to go. Ah, uh, feeling good, the elevated one. Warriors with the win, 111-107. to 107. Back at it on Thursday. I believe that is a 4 o'clock tip. Is that correct? Four o'clock tip against the Pacers. The what? What did you say? What did you say, Lucas? Yeah, already. American Express, I had that for you, buddy. Stop watching the Japanese Babe Ruth and listen to what I say. How about that? We have, by the way, the Nuggy of the Nuggy coming up for you on the Japanese Babe Ruth. Let me tell you something. How many times have you been listening to me over the years, and it's been great meeting everybody in the treehouse and so many people coming up and saying nice things. There's some certain things I say when not to fall in love. Don't fall in love in spring, and don't fall in love in September, because they'll fool you. But also, don't bury somebody in spring. Everybody wanted to bury this guy, and all of a sudden, wow. We'll get into that because we got two more hours to go. I'm not going anywhere. A's right now are down four to one with one out in the ninth inning. Damn. I wanted to sweep this series. Four games set against the Rangers, but going up against Cole Hamels tonight, he's one of the best in the business. We'll keep you updated on that. And how about opening day? Opening day can be great. There was some. There was some cool stuff watching the uh, pregame stuff on opening day. That was good to see. Like We saw some cool stuff in Oakland. There was cool stuff in San Francisco. And then the game starts. And then the game starts. So got a lot of coming up. Connor Letourneau is going to join us from the San Francisco Chronicle to talk Warriors, what he saw tonight in Oklahoma City. He's probably throwing a couple back, finishing his game story. Uh, John Dickinson was at opening day in San Francisco. We'll talk to him. And also our buddy Roxy Bernstein will put a little bow on the college basketball season and talk a little NBA and Major League Baseball. Chris Townsend show coming up next after the Warriors took down Oklahoma City 111 to 107 right here on the home of your Golden State Warriors. That's 95-7 the game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.